And welcome to the Tuesday version of the show. We have plenty again for you here. You'll hear from Jeff Scott along with a little bit of his guests, our guests on the football radio show, Coach Mo, Alan Mogridge. Oh man, what a guest he is. And Meech Harris, a member of that offensive line, who is going to, I thought this was fantastic, speak his mind in a very respectful way when it comes to USF fans and maybe some of the folks that are having their fun now uh, when USF is on a losing bit. So yeah, stay tuned for that coming up in this block. We'll also tell you plenty of soccer honorees when it comes to the American Athletic Conference weekly honor mentions because a half dozen in all, and we'll have some of the highlights on the men's side of things, uh, that sort of backed up why the Bulls were all over player of the week honors. Speaking of the American, oh yeah, looks like we're going to have a bigger conference. We'll give you some of those details as well. And in our second segment, we'll continue our interviews with men's and women's basketball, two players that I think are going to roughly play the same position. I don't know yet what's going to happen with Brian Gregory's team because there's so many new players. But anyway, on his side, Jameer Chaplin, and on the women's side, Elena Chinecki. You'll hear those conversations in just a little bit. Again, had a chance to talk to a total of 20 basketball players on the photo shoots on Thursday. And so we're going to have those interviews for you over the next couple weeks and remind you that the first basketball broadcast is in less than two weeks. They haven't exactly, I'd say, trumpeted this situation, but the Bulls are going to be playing an exhibition against Voorhees College out of Decatur, Georgia. And that'll be Monday, November the 1st. And we'll have it for you, of course, live on USF Bulls Unlimited. I'm going to guess that fans are invited, and based on past exhibitions, there will be no admission charge. But once we get those details sorted out, we'll pass them along to you. We'll also tell you how golf wrapped up at its event in Vero Beach. And a couple of things that I just didn't have time for yesterday that I'd planned on mentioning, softball and cross-country. And i got to apologize. I was going to mention the softball fall schedule, which is coming up, by the way. But also, at the same time yesterday, I was having some technical issues getting the show actually on the stream. And so uh, it came down to crunch time if it was going to make it on the air or not. So I was trying to hurry up with one thing and get the other done. And that meant I forgot something, which was the softball mention. So we'll do that here shortly. Start off with football. And it was great to see a couple of bowls mentioned along the American Athletic Conference Weekly Honors. Now, their odds were a little bit better because only six teams played. But certainly, the performances definitely merited inclusion. In fact, Special Teams Player of the Week goes to, well, this. So 10 apiece here in the first half. See if the Bulls can get the return game going here. Kick is away. It is Batie, two yards deep. He's coming out to the 10, to the 15, to the 20. He's got a lane, and he's got the open field, 35-40. He's into Tulsa territory. It's a foot race, Batie in the kicker. And guess what? Batie won. Touchdown, USF. 102 yards. Brian Batie, Bulls take the lead. (laughs) Just an amazing job. This is their first kickoff return since 2018. And it was Terrence Horn who put two in the end zone that game. And that was just an amazing job. No flags on the play. And this USF sideline is pretty hype. Giving you some of the extended play calls here when we have weekly honorees. You get more of the commentary from Sam Barrington, who really was great on the football radio show. In fact, if you didn't hear it, we replay it plenty of times. But 
Jeff Scott was keeping score because Sam was making some pretty good observations about certain players and certain parts of the festivities, one including that the sideline was a little more into it. So let's go to that part of the show and then Coach Scott with Jim on, yeah, the Brian Batte kickoff return, which again won Batte Special Teams Player of the Week in the entire conference. You sit up in the booth from me and Jim's perspective, and one of the things I did notice is the sideline was very energetic, and it looked like your guys – was enjoying playing with each other. Can you speak to that a little bit? Did that grow over the over the bye week, or yeah. has that always been the case? Well, I think two things. Number one, that's a very uh, good observation uh, because number one, we did talk about that. Uh, we need we need better energy on, on our sidelines, especially when we're at home. We have about 35 players that maybe don't dress out that are on the sidelines that you're either adding injury, uh, energy or you're taking away energy. So that was one, one thing. So part of it is I think the guys were more conscious of it. And then the other thing is we made some plays. When you have a pick six, you know, for a touchdown and you have a kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, it, it, you create that energy. And, and it was really one of the first times that we kind of had some of that energy rolling. But I, I think our guys did a better job on the sidelines. One thing I do have to do is we have too many guys going down in the end zone after a big score or something like that. The <laughs> official uh, was nice enough to, to give us a, a warning there that, that one time. But, yeah, I mean, that's ultimately uh, we want to create really good energy uh, on our sideline uh, for our guys. And, and, uh, and they really did uh, the majority of the game. When we talked about special teams on this show a few days back, you told us the one part of special teams you thought the Bulls weren't quite there yet was kickoff returns. In this game, Batie goes for 100. It ties the program record for longest kickoff return in USF history. Obviously, his vision was great on that, but what went right on that play? Well, it's a, it's a lot of things. Uh, kickoff return is a lot about timing, right? It, so it's the blocks. Uh, you know, nobody goes out and, and blocks these the kickoff team for six or seven seconds, right? It's it's there. There's about a two or three second where you really get those blocks, and so the timing of the catch and then everybody moving together and the blocks happening at the same time that the runners coming through there, like that that takes time, and and we just haven't been on the same page this year. Uh, you remember last year we did have some success back there, but this year we really haven't. So I think that was something I give Coach DePrada a, a lot of credit and uh, the, the guys that are on that team. We, we spent a little bit extra time during the open week really working on the kickoff return because we're excited about uh, both Batie and Jimmy Horn uh, back there. They do have good speed, and uh, we just hadn't quite uh, found it. And then, you know, we did. And that was a huge momentum swing after one of their scores to be able to come back and, and take it. I mean, that, just that, that energy that comes from that. Uh, was uh, really contagious for our entire team. And, you know, we, we had another opportunity there, uh, the very last kick, you know, uh, because of the success we had on the first kick. I, I told him, hey, if you can bring it out, bring it out. And literally we're one, you know, shoestring away from maybe going back for the game winner uh, right there. So uh, just kind of looking at that. And uh, hopefully that will give us some confidence moving forward because uh, that, that's really the, the, the last and final uh, special team unit that I, I really needed to see take another step uh, for us to feel the, the overall progress in that uh, special teams area. Also, what Coach Scott had to say about Antonio Greer's game was very interesting. Oh, speaking of Antonio Greer, I think Smoke Davis should have been an option for inclusion on the weekly honor roll, but Greer definitely was. And, of course, when you have a fumble recovery and a pick six, that's going to get you on there. Here are those plays, including an extended version of the 69-yard interception return for a touchdown followed by comments from the football radio show with Jeff Scott on Greer's game. First and 10 for Tulsa from their 20, and the Bulls stop the run, and the ball pops out. And I think USF has it. 
The Bulls have forced a fumble, and Antonio Greer has recovered it inside the 15-yard line of Tulsa. Big, big play by the Bulls' defense coming off the missed field goal attempt when they ran the fake and didn't convert. The Bulls' defense takes one play to take the ball away, and they've marked it at the 12-yard line where the Bulls' offense will take over. That was an amazing play by Antonio Greer. You don't see many guys with that type of awareness. He collided with the running back first and stalemate him, drove him backwards, and with his offhand, he used that offhand to rip the ball out, and he just picked it up, and he could have walked into the end zone, but unfortunately his knees touched the ground as soon as he picked the ball up. Got to get a stop now, though. Third and 10 from the Bulls, 41. Play clock at 5. Snapped in time, high snap, Bryn pulls it down, throws and it's picked off. It's Antonio Greer. He moves past the quarterback, Bryn, and he's going to beat everybody. Touchdown, USF. Antonio Greer. The Bulls have scored on offense. They've scored on defense. They've scored on special teams. It's 23-10, USF. I am... I am shocked. I am shocked primarily because you don't see guys get it done this way. And how about Greer? He's played so well for this program, and he's had some ups and downs with his productivity. But he's answering as a leader, and you can't help but appreciate to have a guy like that. His teammates have welcomed him back on the sideline. That's just a phenomenal play. <laughs> the quarterback, Davis Brin, was the only guy that had a chance at him. And Greer just ran right by him. I felt like, especially with Greer, he hasn't been 100%. I kind of said this last week during the open week. Is, you know, the open week's not just for the guys that maybe have missed games because they're out, but it's also for those guys like Greer that have played a ton of snaps and they get beat up and, and uh, maybe we don't have a ton of depth at some of those spots. So those guys are having to play a lot of snaps. But I felt like this open week allowed Greer to, to get back, and that's what I told him out there. I said, it's the first time I've seen you really all year kind of get back to playing full speed and, and what I remembered uh, in a lot of the games last year. And and uh, and he was. I mean, he, he was all over the place. I mean, he had the calls fumble, and he recovered it himself, yeah. and then he had the pick six. And I mean, that, that was an impressive run that he had yeah. right there. You know, I haven't seen him run uh, that fast in a while. Uh, so I think that was really good for him. Certainly was. And if you're wondering, and again, the full show, we replay it plenty of times. The situation about the fourth down call, you think the guys skirted around that and avoided it? No, Coach Scott's not like that. He will definitely not be shy about talking about things that go wrong, and you'll hear him say it right now. He regretted that call. You know, I don't regret the decision there at the end in the third one and fourth and one. I don't regret going for it, but I do after kind of going back and looking at it and just being honest, I regret the call. There's probably a, a different scheme that we could have done there, and, and so that's something that we'll, we'll learn from because we're going to be in that situation again. Coach Scott basically is on the first two segments, a roughly half hour of the show, and at the very end of his portion you hear him praise the offensive line, specifically the work of its unit coach, Alan Mogridge, but also how that's the part of the team he doesn't have to worry about. It. It's great to have that, and again, you take for granted the offensive line, right, when they're doing great. You barely talk about them when they mess up. Then it's, uh, what's wrong, right? Well, there's nothing wrong with Coach Mogridge. In fact, like I said on Twitter, at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K, you don't exactly have to prepare a long list of questions for him. I knew it was going to be a two-question segment. And just so you guys know, I think 
on the YouTube page for USF Football. They have the whole segment. Just for getting it down to an hour, including commercials on our side, segments have to be a certain length or at least have to add up to a certain length. He went six minutes over. We had to leave some stuff on the cutting room floor, (laughs) including this line, which I enjoyed. You know, I say it all the time, like uh, notebooks, right? Notebooks, notebooks, notebooks. Kevin Mawai. The Kevin Mawai story from Doug Marone. Kevin Mawai is a first ballot no-brainer Hall of Famer, right? He, he ran out of space in his notebook like year 12 in the NFL. He asked his co hey, coach, can I have another notebook? Like, I've never met the man, but I want to go hug him. Oh, I get it, Coach Mo. I love this about two-and-a-half-minute chunk. Again, you could have Coach Mogridge speak about anything, but we try to get him to really explain a certain phrase, and here you go. You know, there's a sweet spot, right, as a player. I felt it my senior year where it's just like – Thinking is it's you're no longer thinking. Amen. Right. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what I'm and talking you, about. When you get there, right? Like what you, you talk all the time, and it's it's like when the game slows down, and, and you kind of no, it's see like it. super slow. It's and like, like yeah, yeah, and it's just like you know they talk about you know like, what was it the Jordan the Jordan special that came on mm-hmm. during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And finding that groove and that rhythm, and you know like you can t- like you tell a young player things, you're telling them things, like like. And older players feeling those things. Yeah, like I felt the linebacker roll here. That three technique came under me. I just pushed it off with a hand, and I rolled up and just gave it just enough. Yeah. That's what you're talking about, yeah. How does a guy get there? Reps. Reps, reps, reps. Like play the do. No, what I'm saying, there's some guys that have a ton of reps and never get there. The do. The do. Explain it. Okay, the do. You've got to do. So how do we create that? Right. How, how, how am I as your coach? Right, because we've all got drills, right? Like I can, I could give you a list of drills and be like, yeah, go do these drills. But how do those? How do I? Like, bro, I gotta watch what you do mm-hmm. on Saturday, so that I know what you need, so that I can get you where you need to be, so that at the end of the day, this fist closed down and we're swinging with five. Mm-hmm. We ain't swinging with one open. You know what I mean? We don't. You can't win a fight with an open hand. You know what I mean? So how do you get there? Is but you constantly say it like, okay, let's talk. Let's go clip by clip. What did you see here? What did you feel here? Why did you put your body there? And then you try to simulate that so that the next time. The other thing, like, and and this was a you know because I was with Coach Davis for a long time, Butch Davis, like he would say all the time to me. He was and and to everyone around him, he's like, all your mind knows is you took a rep. All all your mind knows is it was a rep. Mm-hmm. Whatever your passion is, like it, you just like. If you think about reaching a three technique, right? Mm-hmm. Where's your first step go? Where's your second step go? I want to put my backside fist in the gut. I want to put my outside hand here, and I want to go ahead and steer that block. If he gets it inside, I'm shutting the door. If he tries to ride, that's why my fist is in the gut. I'm going to turn it and run and accelerate my feet. I just took a rep. Mm-hmm. I just took a rep of a, of a three technique getting reached. And all your mind knows when you visualize it and when you think about it is it's a rep. Your mind knows you just took a rep, like with your golf swing, with whatever you're whatever your passion is, like probably you shedding a block and whatever it is. Like, so coach would just say, like, like how you talk to yourself was exactly what Coach Scott says every day. How are we talking to ourselves? How do you talk to yourself? It's going to get hard out there. It's going to be – but, right, the final 48, the last 48 hours before that game, what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. you're going to feed – you're feeding something. You could see where he would be a motivating sort. What a great coach the Bulls have there. And what a great leader. One of their captains on the offensive line, Meech Harris, asked by Sam to – well, here it is. There weren't a lot of fans in the stands, but you no. guys went out and played a phenomenal game. Ultimately, 
didn't come out with the win. Right. As a senior, you know, whether you decide to go play another year, as a senior, a guy who's been here and been a part of success, if you could write an open letter to the fans, mm-hmm. how would it start? I would like to thank all the fans, uh, the ones that's coming, the ones that's not here. Um, like we're on the way. We around the corner, you know. Like, yeah. like we we pulling out the back way, you know. Like we yeah. we, we coming. Um, just just keep believing in us. Like I, I think the haters, I think the believers, I think the people who are on the fence. I I I, I thank everybody. Um, you know, if you're not believing in us, you know, we just using that for, for motivation. Like the true fans, we love them too. We love we love everybody. But uh, we're we're, we're definitely coming. Uh, Rome wasn't built overnight. It's gonna be something special. Like you know, you you can see the progress between last year between. These first six games and uh, beyond, it's, it's the only way is up. So we're definitely coming. Just some of the highlights there. If you want to listen to the entire show, it's replaying often during the week. Just remember to follow us on Twitter at Bulls Unlimited for the full schedule. We told you about soccer getting honored plenty. Other news with softball, with cross country, with golf, and basketball conversations with Elena Chinecki and Jameer Chaplin as we continue on Bulls Beat.